So I have good ideas, is what you're saying. No, I have good ideas. Been there, done One of those great ideas I have is I'm going to wear a blonde rig, put on lipstick, and dress up like an ATM and ask people if they would like some transaction. Is that mm. who I saw 20 minutes ago? <laughs> is that who I saw 20 minutes ago? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> One I saw place. you with a wig. Excuse me, and I'm sir, like, you're looking you like really good transaction? right now. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and call me ATM. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Free Range American. As usual, I have to regurgitate some bullshit. David Reardon is making me say, he says that you have to like this video in order for anyone to see it. Apparently, YouTube has blocked this from everybody. Unless you like the video, there's a button somewhere. I don't know how YouTube works. Fuck Dave. Isn't it like a thumb or something? I don't know. Like the video so Dave stops talking to me, please. Not- or at least ask Dave a question. <laughs> Hashtag Dave questions down there. I want you to ask him some sort of deep family rooted question. Like what is the meaning of life? What, what can I do better in my life? I would love to see Dave is going to answer every question that you comment below. <laughs> Why do you still Within- work with the company that has chastised uh, you endlessly seven for years on end? Dave's response policy is seven minutes or you get a full refund. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's available 24-7. Let me just go ahead and give you his phone number. Hang on. <laughs> A direct text right to Dave. Uh, and you'll be well, blowing that one up. Welcome to this special show. <laughs> this is a first of its kind. What is it? What are we doing? Uh, we got a ginger and an amputee. Cool. Physical wounds, buddy. We call it the ginger tea. Yeah, <laughs> you know that is. You know he might not have you know the physical wounds, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that he's scarred for life for being a ginger. Born with a horrible genetic birth defect known as gingivitis. Yeah, you you yeah. have to live with that, and then you have to reflect that on other people. And I people. have to look at it. That's you have to look part. at it. It's it is project one it. leg and half a soul. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we, we are here. We make a team of three legs, though. I can't yeah. complain. Three-legged race. We've got it all lost. The sack race would be. Yeah, yeah. There's no arguing in that team. <laughs> what do you got to say at that? Yeah, it's like especially if we just tape you to him, we're, it's great. I mean, Doesn't have a I leg to stand on. Well, in those like little potato run races, dude. I mean, just strap me up to him. I'm ready to go. Party. <laughs> Christian and Dave, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Uh, Thank you, Dave Reed. Christian, what's your last name? Myers. Myers. I never knew that. Not once. I, I don't know. know why. I think it's just because you're saved in my phone as Christian Medic. I, I generally save people for what they're important for. <laughs> you know, AJ is, you know, AJ jumps a lot. <laughs> okay. You might have an issue though. Okay. You might have an issue with me because you're like Dave one leg and I feel like you know like every amputee out there. So 30 it's of like, those. No, 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 no. You're, you're Dave huge dong. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Well, Obviously, funny I, story. Yeah, about that. that one we can get into later. Yeah. But we're doing this show to introduce you to the audience because you guys are about to have your own show on Free Range American. Woo. Hot damn. Excited. Yeah. Oh, man. Two Excited. new hosts. Look at that. The big uh, leagues. We're introducing well, immediately. you all to two new people that you have to like. You have no choice. We're throwing this down your throat like it's the early 90s TV programming. Hey, <laughs> it's all about <laughs> Love them. The Love them now. Do you guys, are, you, you get that joke? Like, I, I, I tell people, like, 20 to 30 years ago, we were told who was the biggest star. You realize, like, like Harvey Weinstein pulled in Brad Pitt, and he's like, you're 20, you're gorgeous. We're going to put you in the next 80 huge movies. 
Yeah, and okay. we were just kind of all like, right. look at this pretty man. He's the best there is ever. Well, look, we it, all kind it, of went, it is beautiful. If I mean, you can get me yeah, into the right. next Avengers, <laughs> I'm good with that. But, but that's what I mean is, is, is we were all told who the next superstar would be. Yeah. They decided for us. Well, now it seems like, I mean, we're kind of deciding that shit, right? Yes. I mean, now it, you have to earn your own popular, audience. It's a true popularity contest once everybody has a voice. Hope people, yeah, you yeah. have to be likable. Yeah. Yep. You have to be relatable. And, or you can fall back on some sort of war wound or something like you that. You know, or, most of the time, that's what defines me, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. What every time Dave walks Dave, in yeah. the room, we got to hear the story. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> war stories. <laughs> He actually has a horn on the leg, just uh, so 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 everybody looks at it right as he walks. We're building an MP5 leg right now. MP5 leg. You yeah. could do a train horn on your leg. I think a we're train doing horn. MP5. Every time I walk, though, no, it just goes you, off. Do the ham horn. Yeah. Like those stupid lightable sneakers yeah, that just <laughs> calm my leg down. Anyway, guys, welcome. Both veterans, obviously. Christian, you were in the Air Force. That's why you and I have a better relationship than me and Dave. Yeah, well, and Army guys, you know, you can never trust them. Somebody needs the five-star accommodations, right? <laughs> and the air conditioning yeah. and the internet. And nice grass. What's up with the Air Force and having super nice grass? You, you can, can walk it on, on it, too. Really, dude, like Charleston Air Force Base, you're like, wait, this is a base? This looks like an officer's club. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you can walk on it in the Air Force. No one gives a shit. And know, in the Marine really Corps. at that, too, because they just don't let anyone walk on it. <laughs> It's just, it's just for viewing pleasure. Do you think grass. that's part of the curriculum for an E9 in the Marines? This grass? Like, it has to be. There's got to be a there's binder somewhere that's yes. like the grass program. Grass cheese. Like, they hey. love it. And they're like making you clip it with toenail clippers. Yeah. You know, if you do it. And, <laughs> you know, like when you, your unit would get an inspection of yeah. all your programs. Oh, like, yeah. I was always hid from those because... Uh, one time they came in and I briefed them on the elevator safety program that I had developed <laughs> where there was a lot of photography of what not to do in the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> so a whole they're, binder. They're looking at this like, what the fuck is this? Just an example of what not yes, to do. These, these, we yeah. show the students what they're not allowed to do yeah. in the elevator. Yeah. Play beer pong in, a, yeah, in an yeah, elevator. This one is censored for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to that next yeah. one. Yeah. It's Don't ride out. naked but in this elevator. Gotta be, there's got to be a binder out there of like the, the sergeant major's grass policy. It does. There, yeah, there's there is one hundred percent. What was some of the what elevator photography those, though? Some of it. Like, yeah. I like like I I had a student in the elevator looking down the barrel of his rifle, and it was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> this is not how you ride the elevator. And it's a great this. excuse to no, do what you can't do to I, show I had like a can. like a student pyramid. So there was like four of them and I think three we need and to, then two. We need to adopt this and what you did there for the Black Rifle HR policy. Yeah, yeah. Or what if we authored the grass policy and sold the binder oh. so soldiers and Marines could buy it and hide it in their E9s like bookshelf. Yeah, <laughs> so, you like, so you could you could you could come to that joke later on, like, Slide hey, let's go ahead and there. take a look at the grass policy here. Yeah, it's just, just shows, all of the yeah, dumb shit in the military that right you here. Sergeant Majors just like beating the pulp out of people <laughs> on the grass. Yeah. It's like when it's allowed, when it's not. <laughs> but you have to play both characters in those photos too. 100 yeah. percent I'll be both. Yeah, yeah you have to play both characters, just beating the shit out of yourself. No harder. Harder, please. You know, I mean, the grass handbook, it's a thing. It's coming out. Yeah. The grass policy. 
Sergeant Major's glass grass policy by Black Rifle Coffee. Yeah, I this is this is a product. Yeah, look out, Jack Carr, we're coming for you. <laughs> Sergeant Major grass policy. Yeah, you can buy it on Amazon. The Sergeant Major's grass policy. Everything ends. Let with me just hook you up with a, like an honorary like Sergeant Major real quick. We, I'm sure we can make a call and just make you an honorary one. And then yeah, can you call the army? Like, I'm in the army. Can you yeah, see if I can get an call honorary? Mr. Army himself? Yeah. <laughs> can you call Mr. Army and see, <laughs> see if I can be an honorary? Who Sergeant do I have Major? to talk to for this? Listen, get Dick Army on the phone. <laughs> Dick Army. <laughs> We've got the sergeant or the uh, former chief of staff of the army coming on to our podcast he's here, here pretty in like shortly. A few days. Yeah, I think he's Friday. staying at my house. Yeah, oh, yeah. you guys, John Wayne Troxel. Yeah. Dude, you oh yeah, and John Troxel. taken care of. The, the grass is taken care of. All right, it wasn't. Yeah, the grass is taken care of. <laughs> it wasn't taken. There's chickens out there all yeah. over the grass. Oh, he's gonna lose his I fucking got mind. Taken care of before certain major gets here. God, he's gonna see the horse pit that you got going on. And oh man, I've got some work to do. Uh, so we got an Air Force guy and an Army guy. Yeah. Two very different walks of life. Definitely. Mr. But, Reed. you know, we went to high school together. Oh, so that's, that's how you know That's how we really know, know this. In Long California. Time. Yeah. yeah. I, I Central California. He had the longest I hair. This guy had hair down to here. He wore like Hurley everything, hair? gauges in his ear. Uh, you know? He still got gauges. He now wore those in again. the Air Force. Yeah. Yeah. He, got a, he got a memorandum. Yeah, I got a, I got got a, waiver, a waiver for, for gauges. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's medical use. Yeah, they're uh, medical yes. gauges. It's it's uh, for the transgender, you know. No, you can hold EpiPens in them. Yeah. It's an EpiPen storage. That's where I hold my steroids. Just yeah. right, right through there, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you were an Army Ranger. I was like an Army one, Ranger. Not, not to be confused. That, you know, goes to that school for 62 days. Yeah, not to be confused with, you know, guarding bears or forest fires or anything like yeah. that. But an Army yeah. Ranger, yeah. yeah. So I did that. Uh, so I enlisted in 2007 and uh, immediately had an Airborne Ranger contract. So I got to just they just go. hand those out, don't they? You know, they did not want to hand it out to me for sure. They, <laughs> they, they were like, oh, we don't want to give you a bonus and we're probably going to make you, you a mechanic. accident prone. That's what your recruiter said. <laughs> That's and probably, you sent them a it's because I'm stepping recently. with my feet like yeah. this everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> About time they hit me. <laughs> Metal detector died, so I check it with my toes. Yeah. As I walk. <laughs> Which check I have five down. now. <laughs> <laughs> Started with 10, now we're here. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, if you think about the math of toes that we have, I mean, that's even... <laughs> we should just call yeah. you Mr. Lincoln. You can only yeah. count to 15 now. Yeah, that's really what it is. <laughs> I count with my toes, too. I'm yeah. like, is Lincoln one? on a $5 yes, bill? Yes, he is. He is? Yes. Why Lincoln, did Lincoln get the penny and the $5 But Why did a president get both? That Man. seems racist to me. Uh, gangster. Well, you know. I mean, I, I guess you're right. Yeah. Damn, he had a big hat. Good. He had a big hat. He did have a big hat. I mean, who's in charge of deciding who's on the money? Is that one person, do you think? Maybe that's a Sergeant Major's thing, too. <laughs> it's, it's in the grass All right, policy. Sergeant Major, the grass. Yeah, it's right next to the grass policy. <laughs> Sergeant Major of the Army, here are your two responsibilities. Authoring the grass policy and deciding what presidents are on the money. Yeah. Really? This is... Does any of them change it? No, actually, they haven't in 70 years. Okay, yeah. I don't want to... Be that guy. Yeah. So uh, I'll just collect my paycheck. Board. Thank you. Is there anything to do with that? No, no. Just hey, honestly, who wants to even be on the penny? Like that is like the dirtiest coin. <laughs> it, that is true. What if if there is a coin that has like like stuff on it, it's a penny. Uh, I yeah. mean, I know where bills are ending up. So I mean, those <laughs> yeah. are pretty dirty. Who would you too. put on the money if you could? Myself, hundred percent. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. <laughs> Why not? It's a great marketing every opportunity. Time, every time you introduce someone, <laughs> hey, what's up, Dave Reed on the on the one dollar bill? People call oh. me five spot, you know, or yeah. something. <laughs> People call me Fiverr. Fiverr. Don't recognize me. Oh, you're, you're a card guy. You're a card guy. Yeah. Oh, no worries. God damn that, that would be the sad thing is like the younger generation wouldn't even know who you were. 
Yeah. You're like, what's cash? Got to hey, make a bigger impact. Is that an first. app? Yeah, You're cash. not on a Bitcoin? Is that the app? Is, is that, that the app? app cash app? Yeah. Do you have a Bitcoin? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, a couple it's of It's all them. about Bitcoins nowadays, is it? Right? Yeah. Your you mustache is fine. My God. It's so Weird. I, there's uh, thousands of these cryptos. And the Whatever value of those things are... <laughs> it's exhausting. They're made up. It's exhausting. Yeah. That's a good way it's of putting it. It's made up. This is hilarious. This is a hilarious yeah. project. It's hey guys, fantastic. It's, let's pretend money is, is, is worth something. Okay, yeah, it is. Hey, and nowadays, people are making their own currency, yeah. right? You can, you can make a crypto online in like 20 minutes. It's all like drag and drop bullshit, <laughs> oh, yeah. just like yeah, building a website. Nobody's made a veteran coin or a military anything yet. No one's made a porn coin. I mean, we, yeah, we could mean, lock this down. I mean, we could talk about this all day. <laughs> <laughs> we just start listing things, bear coins, fire I mean, coins. Honestly, we were going to get in your guys' bios, but we're just yeah, entertaining that's, you. That's are. boring. You're going to be hosts on your own show. So, I mean, uh, this is what they have to see. We'll they never get see. anything accomplished. <laughs> Logan, do you know how JT and I met? Did you hear this story oh, yet? No, I don't no. even know this story. I really wanted to tell this today because it is the most ridiculous My thing. My God. Yeah, I hit, so I hit JT up a few months ago, I guess. We had been talking on Instagram back and forth a little bit because I was relocating to San Antonio. Wanted to just get in touch with him. He's like, hey, come out to this music video shoot tomorrow for the Memorial Day shoot. So, okay, yeah, I'll come out. Oh, that was the first time? But he calls me five minutes after that. The first time I've talked to him on the phone, he's like, hey, man, uh, do you have toenail clippers and a med kit and i'm like yeah yeah why he goes can you can you bring that and give me some surgery on my toe tomorrow never met this guy before in my life i'm like yeah fuck it why not let's Very give trusting. you some surgery surgery trusting Job if you, if you did you ask for his credentials yeah. <laughs> the first thing the first test is like hey let's you know when am i supposed to go to the doctor you, so we no had, doctor wants to deal with. So it. I do yeah. this surgery for him in the parking lot of this bar. Wait, like what surgery? Did, did, I dug an ingrown toenail oh, out of his got toe. It. Got, got, it. got it. Soaked it in some hydrogen yeah. peroxide. It's good. To that go. was a good. That was a good call. Whoever's idea that was. Yeah, this guy right here. Oh well. Why can't you just do that yourself? But five. Oh, what the fuck? I don't, I don't have that many hands. Right as we're finishing up, a doctor walks up though. Yeah. Scott. No, yeah. He's a, he's an MD, plastic surgeon. So he does surgery all day long. He's walking up with his bag. Like, what do you guys? You want to do this toe thing now? He's like, oh, no, we just finished it up. <laughs> no, oh, no. down just in case. Yeah, to make you never yeah. know when someone's not going to show up for a toe surgery at a music video shoot. And you got that shit on Everybody call. Knows that. <laughs> you got that shit on call. Standard the policy. Part. You're just like, hey, I need a medic down here. Uh, I'm like three hours away from you. Go ahead and. <laughs> I almost died once because I called my a PJ friend when I needed stitches. And I was like, do you have a suture kit? And he was like, no, but I thought he said yes. And then I was like, okay, I'll see you in a minute. And I hung up the phone and passed out and bled all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> just bleeding out all yeah, over your bed. Yeah, I woke up just covered in blood. Like, oh man, I... That's thought, when you discovered the wonders of bloodletting. Well, then I then yeah. I called him back. I was like, I thought you were going to come over. He goes, I told you I didn't have a suture kit. And I also live in Arizona. And then I was like, oh yeah, I'm really drunk. <laughs> you're bad. bleeding out more rapidly yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. all the blood alcohol yeah that was yeah that was a bad time i would have just slapped a band-aid on you and said move on yeah. but christian you worked at a pj squadron or, or is it called a rescue squadron rescue squadron, rescue squadron. i was a special missions aviator a, so. a, an aviation's nurse uh basically i sit in the back and shoot the guns operate the hoist on the helicopter do all the fuel calculations and computations so we act as a crew with pararescue teams might have heard of Pedro or Jolly, the H sixty. You an aerial gunner. I was previously, yeah. Oh, and then you transferred yep. to the foreign N or uh, to Special Missions Aviation. Oh, yeah, okay. 
Yeah, so I wasn't actually, I didn't do medicine in the Air Force. Well, I, I just took a look at your toe. someone who doesn't know medicine. I know, yeah. you didn't see yeah. the credentials, brother. Yeah. It's a learning I just, I just saw Jolly Feet and was like, there's green yeah. feet. Fuck it, he, he probably must, knows he what he's doing. He must know something. He had the tools for it that yeah. I didn't have. I, mean, I was using a screwdriver and a nine volt, and it was you know, just hurting. Well, I mean, my <laughs> Next time, I was supposed to eat him. <laughs> Next time, Christian comes up with a freaking minigun, and he's like, I'll take care of your toe, brother. Yeah, I got it. Take that thing right off. I had a tack buddy of mine that was in the the aerial gunner pipeline and he got kicked out for zipping a cow two tack peas have killed a cow before and got in trouble that? for it i mean i will neither confirm nor deny i've killed any animals while yeah. on board a helicopter you, but. you know the ranges out there in new mexico very familiar yeah, yeah. Uh, socorro so and red Ponis, rio which is probably not a good idea no he was he was yelled at for that they just yeah. disappear yeah he's so i hear duty i gotta keep that quiet oh yeah so i hear he's, yeah he's fooled uh, OSI, which isn't hard. I mean, oh, yeah, I know him. I know, gonna, I know who you're talking about. Point at, point at the barracks. Go, There's something going on over there. And something. OSI goes, ah, I'm on it. <laughs> We're, We're arresting all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you guys in the know on the, um, the Gray Berets? What about oh, CCP? No, yeah, uh, CCTs. So there's special reconnaissance. And then there's a new new one with brown berets, apparently, that we just found out oh, about. That's the aviation the, advisor. Yeah, yeah, the combat aviation People advisor. Really happy with that. Like, I don't really understand. Those are very peculiar with your berets. Well, oh, yeah. we're, we're pretty much, you might as well. Like, we're we're going to have a purple one, a yellow one by the end of the fucking year. Like, <laughs> they, they're running out of colors. Rangers like, are particularly. You know, it's always because someone gets, you know, first, I've heard this, yeah. first seer gets fucking butt hurt. And they're like, why don't we have a beret? Because you're a fucking Eagle Scout. Stop it. Yeah. Or <laughs> Do you want to be a Girl Scout? Yeah. <laughs> Professional you know, camper. You, you have Thank your you. you have your uh, you have to look at the stupid shit the Air Force does because yes, they gave Seer Specialists a scroll. The one thing in the United States military that utilized the scroll, and the Air Force is like, oh, we'll give it to our Seer Specialists. <laughs> like, come on. They're extreme campers. I mean. Guess, it, it, is, it is it. an extreme form of camping. It is a type of ranger, yeah. right? It's a park I mean, ranger. Extreme. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> like a, it's, extreme. it's like if a park ranger went through like a three-day selection. Yeah-ish. And you or, have to turn yourself in at the end, too. Like if, you're, <laughs> if you've eluded, do you have to turn yourself in? No, no, no. I'm going to bunker down in this hole for the rest of the time. In. Let's go ahead and just spend five minutes making fun of Sierra because I want to get all the hate from I'm sitting Sierra there with guys. my razor just shaving my beret in the corner, <laughs> making sure that gets That's real part nice. of it. Like their, their first block of instruction is how to crochet their beret. Mm. I mean, so I, they have to, they have to make they're their beret. Underwater? Oh, wow. Yeah. While well, they're underwater, right? Yeah, probably yeah. while underwater. Yeah. You learn how to weave baskets first, I think. Yeah. 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 <sighs> well, I mean, for shorter business, baskets is probably my least priority at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You I never mean, use underwater baskets? Uh, no, no, definitely not. It, it sounds. You could like, like go clamming. Seer and, schools too. Like when you start peeling back the seer there onion, is. it's like, you know. Survival in urban dumpster setting. Hmm. All right, that actually sounds kind of cool. Seer level 17. <laughs> 60 17. pages of reading and a this CBT. This just slapping. What? I know, yeah. They don't break your finger on this one. They just bitch slap This is just yes. slapping. <laughs> I don't see any of the training value in this. Just watch. Just <laughs> <laughs> <is> all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like really weird kung fu. <laughs> like, all right, 
how do your abs feel? What do you mean? You just got to make sure you, you say the most me. awkward stuff during the while you're getting slapped, right? You'd be like, I'm totally into this. And they're yeah. like, do Can I continue? Get, Please more, daddy. And I'm like, oh, God, we got to stop. My safe word is harder. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having my surgery Candidate number 312 is really creeping me yeah. out. Yeah, the goal in Sears is to always get them to call academic situation because you're getting weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm into this. Hit Do you have again. any contraband on you? I'm hiding three double A's in my urethra. Yeah. Oh, Come yeah. Get or, or God help you. Like Come in get him, Daddy. Double A's? When I was in, I was yeah. in Ranger School, it was double like A's in there? The sticks of gum in Ranger School. Like, you will get kicked out of Ranger School if you have one stick of gum more than you're authorized to have. Damn. You know, and I knew people too. Like, it's like pack your shit and get going. You know, but it, it showcases the discipline that goes into it, right? If you if you're you want to be a leader in the military, you should absolutely you know adhere to the guidelines, and that's Weird, kind of the consensus. All the really cool leaders I know in the military completely disregard the guidelines, make up their own, cheat Sua as sponte, much as they can. You know, yeah. uh, there's a lot of miss communication with the with the military setting you know, expectations and excellence then not living and all up we to do yourself. except if it's for budgeting or well it's a double like standard that. on yeah. a lot of yeah. fronts yeah. Yeah. a lot it's of fronts excellence hey. in most of what we do hey, yes yeah. hey you're supposed to be excellent but up here you and you I don't feel, look up here you are a peasant i feel like fake it to you make it is like a big thing in the military it's like uh, i'm just gonna pretend to be cool and just do it oh i used to do that and execute and hopefully it goes well. If you use the words, but Colonel Rodriguez told me it's okay. I mean, that got me out of 90% of everything that I was doing that I wasn't <laughs> yes. supposed to be doing. Mm. All you do is just put a fucking rank in front of somebody. Yeah. No, Colonel. My left hand is a Colonel. Yeah. Signs is one every time. <laughs> well, I had a, I had a, uh, a relaxed grooming standards memor, memo that was signed by me. Nobody ever looked at the signature block. It said Senior Airman Jared Taylor, head of <laughs> Air Force Grooming Standards. Like, but people be like, hey, why are you unshaven? I'm like, I'm on relaxed grooming standards. Let me see it. And I pull it out. And it's literally just the memo. It's I like, mean, the memos are not standards per this AFI, per this headquarters unit. But you just got off they, like, they go, fine. We just got that off of Google and just, just read no, the writing a little bit. Made it all up. Fuck <laughs> it. Just made it up. Yeah. It's like terrible. Like I could have twelve inch hair down in my. I mean, I've done things like finances. Like we can't, we can't file this voucher unless you have this. I'm like, well, what does that look like? And they show me. And mind I if like, I take a picture of that? Yeah. All right. And then I would go make it and come back. Hey, I got that thing. Found they're it. Like, yeah, they're, and then they're surprised. This would have taken him weeks to obtain. Yeah, shut up. Twenty minutes. Know somebody. Twenty minutes to get. I do have a story. Hate it. Some some fucking piece of shit that I worked for for a while. In finance? No, he was oh. a tack piece, sadly. Fucking, I should say his name, but I, everybody will know who I was saying. Anyway, this is how much of a dirtbag he was. Uh, I was moved from Baghdad up to Mosul, where the Mosul unit was the third ASOS out of Alaska, mm -hmm. which is the Mosul tack, yeah. or the Alaska tack piece. So I fell under them. For an entire rotation, yeah, I was roommates with this guy that became an E9 in the career field. Boy. Uh, call him Ski. <laughs> <laughs> and when we get back, they're, my buddies that I was all deployed with, they're like, hey, did you get your combat patch orders Like for the, the 172nd Striker Brigade? And I'm like, mm. no, where are they? They're like, oh, Ski's got them. Get them from Ski. And I was like, okay. So I email him from... From now Fort Bragg to 14 ASOS. Hey, I heard we got 
orders for the combat patch and we got a, a Valorous unit citation. Can I, can I get those? Yeah. And he emails me back. How can you prove that you served underneath this unit? Like, the person who was roommates what? with him for four fucking months. Listen, like, uh, asshole. How can so so the 06 that was in charge of all the TACPs in Iraq was the group commander that was at my base at Fort Bragg. And I had a very good relationship with him because I worked in the Joint Operations Center with him for four months yeah. before he personally said, you're going to the third ASOS in Mosul because I was begging like, don't. Let me show my face back on Bragg without almost getting shot. Or, like, <laughs> Please I'm God. hyperventilating. Like, I can't go back to the 14th day sauce without being in combat. Sir, <laughs> val- validate please, me, please. Please, Rodriguez. please yeah, validate yeah, me. Saying. Colonel Shepro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his name, Colonel Shepro. And he became a general, actually. And he was a general when this happened. Like, mm. like once we got back, he made general. And I went over there and I was like, General Shepro, uh, this is the email I got back from Ski. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> he knew I, literally, they didn't have another room, so I had to room with him yeah. while I was up there. So he writes this memo, and I think I still have it. It's like the a, it's the it's the most I passive, see this. It's I the most passive aggressive, aggressive memo. That's it's like, like Master Sergeant, Senior Master Sergeant Ski. Per my order, Airman Taylor was reported up to the third ASOS on this date and remained in country with you. As your roommate for four months. Nice. You fucking idiot. Send him the order. (laughs) We said in the final line, it was like, does this suffice proof for you to send him the order? And literally, I got no response, just the orders for the the, the combat patch of the thing. Tail between my legs. Fuck you, dude. (laughs) He's listening. Oh, there it is. Fuck him. He's gone. Everybody hated him. You're going to have for another reason. suicide call here in a minute. Yeah. Talk like, hey, super true. I don't like, have get you out read of any, Have you read any leadership oh, books today? <laughs> yeah, oh, leadership sir. books about lying when someone was your fucking roommate? Fucking weirdo. Son of a bitch. He was mad. <laughs> That's not passive. Tell us how you really He feel. was mad. <laughs> That's aggressively that passive is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I got into the dodgeballs and caused a ruckus around you? the base. Yeah, we, me and... <laughs> Another guy named Chooch. Chooch. Are these names made up? <laughs> so me and Chooch. Chooch. was this room on Merez that was like literally as big as this room here where anybody that mailed a, a care package to troops yeah. it ended up in this room. So you just <laughs> like, had free access to well, it? Well, no. One day, like, like, we were in the MWR and there's like an army specialist chick in there. And we noticed like the MWR is huge, but it just has this like row of computers and like a day room completely with a empty yeah. like, room for expansion hey what is this other thing she's like oh that's the care package room and we're like what's the care package room she's like you guys can go back there pretty much anybody that sends care packages to soldiers we just put it in this room <laughs> just, we like go back there we had shoots in there for like four hours just, just opening, opening shit like, and rat fucking oh, everything just there's like DVDs and beanies and yeah. There's panties. That's a great found a whole box full of women's underwear. A note that was just like, enjoy. Dude, that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. I know you guys yeah. are lonely. Yeah. There's like, all thank these. You. There's like this, uh, this grouping. We open this big box and it just has these little boxes in it. We're like, what the fuck is all this? We open them and there are those. Middle school dodgeballs, fully oh, inflated. Yes. So oh, yes. So we opened all of them. And then Chooch and I ran around the fob just 
nailing army people with these dodgeballs <laughs> and, and just taking off. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, most of the army guys were like, oh, fucking weird dodgeball fight randomly at four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, like, so a lot of people got it. But, you know, the yeah. E7s and above that I, we hit their heads and stuff like that. Fun police. There was, yeah. Fun so police. We are, that's it. That's the we army for you, by out. the way. So I think that's, hey, you guys. We would routinely bring the three-person slingshots. You guys caused a mess with them dodgeballs. Closer. Closer. Yeah. Did you read any leadership books about What's the, you know, the Ben Stiller movie where he's like, you know, slapping the legs and the hisses? Dodgeball? Yeah. Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Yeah, that's the one. It's about dodgeball. Dodgeball. It's the song about lollipops again as I go. Oh, man. Yeah, so you went, you played dodgeball overseas and probably pissed off those army guys pretty quick. This guy, Kingsbury. That was another buddy. It was, he was attack P, but he was like, he was zoned in on Santa, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Like, oh, yeah. he was trying to beat it with 100%. Like, and, all the and we, uh, every hooker. we like, we like, <laughs> every hooker dies. Open the door and Chooch throws his and it goes right past his eye line. <laughs> and as soon as he looks at me, like, what the fuck? Like, I had already released. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Right to the face. That dude chased us for a good 40 minutes. Like, he wanted, he wanted it's my like the blood. Terminator. He was going to yeah. wear my skin. He was in great shape, too. Yeah. So, like, uh, I, I was, I almost didn't wear my skin. that happens overseas that most people don't realize. I always, I always talk to people about, you know, in any field you get, no matter what profession you're in, you know, there's always shenanigans behind the scenes. And, like, you know, whether it's, you know, when I wanted to be, you know, I eventually was going to school to be a physician you know, and doing my emergency medicine shadowing and just seeing what the doctors do behind scenes. They're like, they're like, you know, when they want to go check on something, they're like, oh, I just got to go check my notes and my calendar. They're really going up and looking at the pharmacy book and seeing what medication you should take, you know? And it's like, <laughs> and that's the army for you too, or anywhere that you go. It's oh, just, dude, to get even? Yeah. yeah, he put a, like a little C4 in my ammo. So when I fired my gun, it blew up and fucked my hand up. <laughs> that's why you're <laughs> shit retarded. No, <laughs> But it'd be really funny if that's how we so got we even. Had, we actually, <laughs> <laughs> so we had Glass on our eye. It was crazy on our third deployment. Where you know, you know, uh, privates always do these like private battles, and everybody just goes against each other, and like it, it's just this shit show like of a mess. Rank, not like battles with your private. No, uh, oh no. Oh, okay. Battles with the privates. Yes, like and a yes. That's in your unit, right? That's in my unit. Second Ranger Battalion. Second Ranger Battalion. Yeah. After so, 2008. Yeah. After 2008. Okay, so, a little bit of this. so I'm sitting there, you know, in your little hooch area where everybody's, you know, going to bed and all that stuff, right? And all of a sudden, you just see people getting swooped up and zip tied and thrown right on the ground. <laughs> and we had our spec fours at the time. We call those uh, the. Anyone who goes to ranger school and gets their tabs spec fours and they have all the power in the world now, right? And they think they're gods, essentially. So we had these two spec fours through the AC system, put fire extinguishers and turn them on, blew up the whole like talk. So you can't even breathe in there. And these guys, these privates are zip tied on the floor, <laughs> screaming, just screaming like, God, help me. Crying. It's like tear gas in there. And I'm like, I'm out of here. Man. And, and that, that's just, and you're like, these are the guys that are keeping you safe at night. <laughs> These are the best of the best professionals. Fucking off. Yeah, and you have to. Yeah. And, yeah. and you have to dumb enough loose. to go do what we do. We gotta we gotta dumb. be crazy. We're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No shit. You gotta be <laughs> pretty dumb. stupid to Just do some of that have, shit. Let us have, that's why I'm yeah. so against, you know, 
the general, like, like upper echelons of the military being mad about like the, the, the horseplay. Yeah. Like I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to quantify it with the word hazing because wrestling where it's like, Oh, the, 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 those young kids that we want to be murderers for their entire adult lives. Yeah. They're horsing around and wrestling each other. Wait a minute. Wrestling. You're telling me those, those little fucking killers that we got in really good shape and hyped them all up and now they're, driven. they're using those UFC moves on each other. <laughs> haven't we seen haven't a woman talked. in three months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, the travesty. Oh my God. But thank God they the got humanity. the pants. <laughs> they're utilizing them fighting the karate that we taught them on each other. Yeah. How dare they? Like, come on. Let the boys be a little rough. The Air Force has gotten especially bad about that. Dude, you know the rescue green feeding? When you leave a squadron, they beat the shit out of you, paint your feet green, and you stamp it on something. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. But that's gone away with now. The Air Force is no longer allowing you to, like, grab a guy who's leaving your squadron or retiring or whatever. They're like, you cannot do that. I mean, you you paint their feet green? Yeah, so... And then do what? From Vietnam era, you would stamp their feet on like yeah. a, a tile or... No, no, no. Leave, leave oh, your well, mark. Tell, tell them what green feet is, man. Yeah, yeah so in uh, Vietnam era, they had the Jolly Greens. That was the helicopters they used for rescue. Yeah. They would land offset in the rice paddies. And when they would take off, it would leave the rotor wash imprints in the rice paddies. It looked like footsteps from the Jolly Green Giant. Hence the green feet tattoo. Oh, okay. So if you get a rescue in combat, you can get green feet tattooed on your ass. It's been a thing since Vietnam yeah, it's era. A big, it's a big deal. Yeah, so we yeah. paint people's feet green when they're leaving a unit or retiring or whatever. We usually beat the shit out of them first, and then you drown you them see, a little and bit. That's and that's where it's like, okay, yeah. that baseball team in Miami where the the indoctrination thing was the whole team holds you down while they all jerk you off. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah that's maybe. a little weird. Uh, let's go. Let's go ahead and say down. that. What team was that? <laughs> the line for hazing is right oh, here. And yeah. hazing, you know. That's, beating each other up, just roughhousing a little bit, yeah. painting some feet green. I mean, well, that's a rite of passage. And there, but, it is. But you flirt with that line too. Is like, okay, what's too far? You know, I, I watched jerking somebody off is a little far. <laughs> yeah, Dave. you know, it depends on who it is. Let's be honest. <laughs> what, if, what if you're on the receiving end? Are you, <laughs> is yeah, that? I'm sitting back. I don't know if there's a lot of gray area yeah, for this yeah. one. I'm not yeah. being hazed right now. I'm asking the wrong two not, people yeah, here. I'm, I'm really okay with this. Yeah. I'm really Do I okay. My leg on or off. So, you know, speaking of that, when I first striped up and got my E5, I walked into our talk area and, you know, in regiment, if it's your birthday, don't tell anyone, just do not tell anyone because they will beat the shit out of you. So I I come into this talk and lo and behold, ethical operations. I I don't want to, I don't want to name any names, but this guy was a mouth breather. He was one of those 20% rank. Dear God. <laughs> ski for the second time. Ski again, that bastard. <laughs> so I, I walk into this and there, you know, we have these ladders to go over, over walls. He's upside down, duct taped to this ladder and they have a mop and they're just brushing his face with this dirty mop water. Happy birthday to you, right? And I walk in and I'm like, what the, f-? and then someone has a boar brush and they're rubbing his head with the wire boar brush. 
And I was like, guys, okay, does this yeah, look like haze scarring? I, I was yeah, like, what do you get? You're waterboarding this guy, like for his birthday. <laughs> Happy I, birthday. I'll give you five minutes. I'm going to come back and you're going to unfuck this yeah. and clean it up because if it's anyone else but me, you're screwed. Sorry, check it out. For Clemson's birthday, we took out one of his testicles. I, man, and I, I already had, and Sergeant, Sergeant oh, Reed. Fuck you, Clemens. <laughs> and Sergeant Reed over here has one leg. So there's already rumors in battalion about how my leg got taken, you know? So they're like, Oh dear God, we got to clean this up. <laughs> Taken by a bear. Taken by, by a bear. My favorite was, I, I would like to tell him, I'm like, you know, they, they captured me and tortured me for information for hours, but I didn't break. They took my leg. <laughs> <laughs> they took the whole thing. They took it all. It was an unfortunate schmelting accident. Yeah, go ahead. Tell us how you lost your leg. You know? Well, yeah. So on my third combat deployment, third, uh, combat, third deployment. combat deployment, I was in... Uh, doing operations out of Kandahar uh, near Panjway. And we were, were 270 days in. <laughs> and we're, you know, our, our mission parameters at that point in time is to establish rod sites, which is remain over day sites. So essentially we'd go in behind enemy lines, bunker down and engage with the enemy. That's like, was our main priority at the point. So, you know, it was already high stress, uh, you know, deployment already. So we, we go in, we land with our 47s, our Chinooks, and immediately touch down on the LZ with an, and an IED goes off. So it was grenades on sticks and just a string of grenades. And Jesus. So, yeah. And, and crafty I, fuckers, aren't they? They're know, very crafty. I was like, it's so yeah. ingenious. It's so, yeah, so, so simple. With a string so taking the, well, that <laughs> was like, the bin uh, out. And for a quick tangent, it was like when we spent all of that money putting the rhinos on Humvees. With yeah. the IR, with the glow plug in the front of yeah. it. And then literally, like, after the first day we unveil the Rhino, all the IED guy, guys just angle the just IED backwards. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I literally <laughs> rack my brain all the time about it. I'm like, I wonder if they just heard it. And they're like, oh, hurry up. Let's go stick these down on the ground. Hopefully right. they go off. <laughs> well, it's like delaying the mortars, too. You know, they freeze the top half of a mortar in a block of ice. And they set the bottom half in the tube and walk away. That's and then an hour and a half, two hours later... Shunk. That's how you off. get around the freaking. Yeah. Uh, That's how you uh, delay it. Uh, Q36. Yeah. Doing a, what do they call that? Uh, Why can't I think of that? That used to be my job is yelling <laughs> for them to do this. When, when you have a point of origin. Five lines. Be Cass. Radio. Q36, you just do a counterfire. What? Yeah. No, just the counterfire. Like, like okay. once you have, if a Q36 picks it up, you just fire back. At oh, the, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right back. Yeah. At the poo. Yeah. At the poo. Anyway, uh, so so we're we land right on this this uh, grenade you know situation ID situation and you know in first initial thoughts for me was I was like we land like someone discharged or ended their two forty that's what it sounded like to me I was like what the fuck was yeah that? it's always that, that's always the first thought is like we fucked up yeah, yeah exactly what did I, do? I was like who fucked up that's why I was like who fucked up I'm a missile kick him off the bird right now. So, <laughs> so uh, you know as as soon as we get out we start immediately. Uh, react into contact, which, you know, at that point in time, I'm like, it's not a 240 anymore. Right. So, uh, <laughs> you know, so my job was line squad was to go in and clear the compound so that I could get my dudes safe. So we go over the wall. I had a, a squad of Afghani commandos as well. So we're pushing them out, out to clear the compound and it's getting spread thin. So I decide to, you know, clear rooms on my own, which, you know, it's never a good idea to do. And 
went in. David Bourne here. You know, David Bourne. Yeah, with one leg now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, no, and it wasn't a mistake at all. You know, it was, you have to prioritize, right, to get your dude safe. So I go in this uh, room and just, I miss it two times through the doorway, come back in, and boom, ID goes off right in a doorway. And, uh, you know, in hindsight, I found out that 12 pounds of HME was supposed to detonate right at head level. And that was just the blasting cap. Yeah. And so then you, you went home and then had a lawnmower accident after this. Yeah. So I, I, was, I was completely untouched from this. Yeah. I was completely untouched. Made it home in one piece and then unfortunate yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> mowing incident. Smelting incident. Okay, so that blasting cap fucking took you. Yeah, it, you it ended, up, ended up taking my leg, breaking my back, a Ooh, shrapnel all ow. over my, yeah, my right leg was hanging off too. So I um, reattached that one. Yeah, so I have a big part of my calf that looks like I work out really hard. And I'm like, that's definition, baby. But it's actually missing calf. Oh, wow, <laughs> nice. <man. laughs> I know. Works out for the horseshoe, baby. <laughs> But uh, no, so, uh, you know, I'm sitting there at night, uh, my night vision goggles had got blown off my face and, you know, on my radio, I hear landslide get called, which is our, our code for uh, everybody get the fuck out now or you're going to die, you know? So I see my guys running and, you know, it's just this is back in the day when they were detonated to whole buildings. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. like this was a tactic of yeah. let's get them inside. And then we, and, and that was it. And I mean, a couple of weeks before that we were de- dealing with a V bed where we had 40 dudes that were, you know, affected by that. So, so these guys were getting nasty on us, but, uh, I eventually was like, fuck this. I'm not going to die here. Grabbed, uh, you know, dropped my pack, grabbed my gun, made it out to the courtyard and put a tourniquet on. And my dudes came and pulled me out. Oh, you were by yourself. You were definitely by yourself. Oh, yeah. You had to put your own tourniquet on. I did. <laughs> I bet that time in between when that deck cord went off and the blasting cap and when you had to move up, move out and wait for somebody to come and help you seemed like a fucking lifetime. That, and that was an eternity for me. And, and two, it was like on top of just feeling alone, scared, and, you know, feeling like if I moved at all, I would detonate something else. That was the worst Damn. part. Yeah. So, I so mean, yeah. Technically, you applied your own tourniquet to your own leg that you subsequently lost. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's very many people out there. No, that, uh, probably not. I could tell this. I mean, between you and the and Leonardo DiCaprio when he gets attacked by the bear. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're on that level. I yeah. You know. <laughs> I don't like to chew my own horn, but just lead the way. I have one very, very important question about this whole incident. Yeah. Oh, I still have my penis. No. (laughs) The first thing you check for. Were the nods nods okay? And did you turn them back in? Uh, No, they were gone. They were trashed. They were trashed. Still not punishing you guys? Unrecovered. Yeah, I didn't have it tied down at the time. It blew off, hit me back in the head. (laughs) Uh, The nods, yeah, nods were destroyed. Uh, You know, I didn't even know if I had a functional rifle at the time. I can't believe they didn't like punt it, like dock you your award or something like that. They could, they might. Losing your nods. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. I'm sorry, gents. We're staying on the X. All sensitive items aren't accounted for. And Dave lost the nods in an explosion. Exactly. An explosion. We're going to hold off on the medevac until we could be accountable for you. (laughs) uh, You know, and that was, that was a thing for me too. When I was sitting there, you know, uh, like when they, <laughs> she's like, fuck, first sergeant's going to kill me. <laughs> That's what you're thinking about. <laughs> no, I was like really touching my package there, making sure that was good. <laughs> it's like the number one thing people ask too. It's like, you know, it is, uh, you know, uh, that kind of injury, it happens all the time, you know, with, with these guys that are getting hit. But, um, but yeah, when they said ETA, you know, 45 mics out on the, the medevac 
coming to, I was like, man, I'm, I'm goner, you know? And that was, you know, and then, you know, lo and behold, they gave me a little bit of, what do they call that? Ketamine? Ketamine. And I was making jokes and fine mm-hmm. on the way to the hospital. You were perfectly fine. It's good shit. Yeah. yeah. So I hear. I was like, I'm David Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> I'm David Bourne. I applied my own turkey kick because the rest of you are pussies. I didn't I didn't uh, give you light into the fact you're that just, I was screaming for 45 minutes you're, before that. You're, you're like, don't worry, boys. She's all clear. I took the blast. Got a tourniquet on. Let's roll. <laughs> <laughs> We're fine, guys. We're fine. Let's on the mission, bro. Just put me in that Christian, mound right there. Tell us your story about when you lost your leg and applied your own tourniquet. Uh, it hasn't happened yet, so okay, okay. still waiting. <laughs> it's still early. There's you time. Got the tourniquet right here. Though. Yeah, I'm ready. It's right in my pocket. I'm always ready plotting, to go. though. You know, yeah. <laughs> booby traps everywhere for me. <laughs> we have, do, you, do, do we have anything? Any good? Anything <gasps> close? I mean, you I've got hurt, a lot of. You've seen them. I've got a lot loaded. of rescues. Yeah, yeah, let's hear some rescues. Yeah, yeah. we just heard this Ooh, one. The hoist. So rescue. we we just yeah we did one with a PJ last week. We talked about a really cool hoist rescue. So you'll hear that another time, but. My first mission in Afghanistan is a really good one. It's one of my favorites. Uh, so we get a nine-line drop, immediate execute. For some reason, I think it's not somebody else's favorite. Uh, yeah, I mean, the people who got blown up. <laughs> yeah, what an odd way to just describe you know that. It's mean, my like, favorite story. Oh, that mission is my favorite. It's well, like you always think, that's a bad day <laughs> for somebody. Whose day was like, this was the one that they dragged? It's like the worst day for, you know, my, my best days are usually somebody else's worst day. They're my most exciting memories and... But usually, I mean, it comes at a price for someone else, right? But that's kind of why we exist in the rescue rescue world and the whole medicine side is to make sure that you know people are still living afterwards. But anyways, yeah, my first uh, rescue in Afghanistan, we got a uh, nine-line scramble. So we're milling about the compound, doing whatever. And when a scramble drops over the radio, you drop whatever the fuck you're doing, including if you're in the can taking a shit and you run to the helicopter as fast as possible with the goal of being off the ground in seven to nine minutes. And usually a pretty good crew can do six to seven minutes from scramble on the radio to wheels up, which is, I mean, it's pretty damn fast out there. Um, So we get that. We head on out. We're right outside of Kandahar at this point, kind of in the green zone, the Helmand province of Afghanistan. It's a SEAL who's a double amputee about below the knee and then missing some fingers on his left hand and uh, an ANSOF guy, so an Afghani special operator who is missing his face. So we get this call. We need to head out there. We go to the coordinates, stay about two miles out. And we call them up on the radio like, hey, uh, pop smoke. We're two minutes out. We're headed inbound right now. So they pop smoke. We head inbound. No one's there. Like, hey, are you guys at your coordinates? So yes. So we don't pass coordinates over the radio because it's dangerous to do. We're like, hey, all right, pop another smoke and tell me the color because we've obviously identified secure comms at this point. So we know we can trust them. Like, hey, it's purple smoke. Look for it. Do you see it? No, I don't see shit. I'm like, okay, well, they passed us the wrong coordinates. So this this point, this guy's like bleeding out because they passed us the wrong coordinates. We have no idea where we're going. So they pass us updated coordinates. It's like five miles away. Mm-hmm. Like, All right, we're headed that way. And they say, hey, we're out of smoke now. So what do you want us to do? We're like, mark the LZ somehow. We got to figure this out. We're like, hey, we found an American flag and a giant pole in the middle of a field in the green zone of Hellman. So it's just like, all this farming community, you never know where the threat's coming from. So we're low level, like 150 feet, just tearing ass through this area. And I look out my window uh, as I'm scanning and you know keeping a watch for threats. Boom, big old American flag on like a 30 foot pole sitting in the middle of this field. Like, fuck, there it is, break left, let's go land. We come down, land, onload the seal. And as he comes in, keep in mind, I'm like 20 years old. This is my first experience with anything. We have those 
flight masks. So mine's painted up like a samurai. It's like a red samurai looking mask. And he like leans in. This dude missing both of his legs, just some gauze on. He's like, dude, that's fucking sick. Let me see that <laughs> shit. And I'm like, who is this guy? Like you just got blown up. So I like hand him my mask and like, here, check it out. And I hope the Afghani end of the helicopter or PJs are run off so they can get like a handoff from their medic. And I'm helping this Afghani in because he can't see anything because he has no face. So I set him down to the side. Uh, one of the PJs starts working on him and the Afghani's one of his friends or, you know, whatever dude, uh, other Ansoft dude is trying to get on board the helicopter just so he can escort his friend. And I'm like, no, you're not allowed on the helicopter unless you're naked because I don't know if you have a bomb on you. We can't really have that conversation because the H-60 is loud as shit. So I'm like pointing, like go away, pushing him away while I'm standing in the cabin in the helicopter. And he like gives me a weird look and like pulls me to the side. So I boot him in the chest and like go away. And there's a, there's a pretty good video I'll have to show you of like <laughs> the PJs turning around and this dude just like landing on the ground and I'm over him with my M9, like go away. But I mean, it ended up being a, like a total shit show of a mission that we ended up saving both of them. But it was a total shit show from, I mean, the coordinates passing, running out of smokes, everything. I mean, every minute counts when you're doing shit like that and being able to react. We always call it a dynamic response to a dynamic That's environment. That's awesome. You got video of it. We're going to have to put yeah. that in your guys' intro. I don't know if Did we'll I play it for the public. What? <laughs> I don't know if we'll play it for the public, but... Uh, Fine. Yeah. We'll just claim OPSEC. Yeah, we'll just claim OPSEC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to see it. Yeah. I might have it. It's crazy that you mentioned too. It's like, uh, you know, this guy jokes around too. It's like that mentality in the military is so predominant. Is yeah, I just got blown up, but fuck it, man. We're gonna have a party. (laughs) (laughs) It's party time for us. Yeah, (laughs) he's like, I got six months vacation coming up now. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. spoken to this guy ever since. Do you know who he is? No. but that's kind of what we're doing Eating now. Him on the show. That's yeah. what the point yeah. is. Exactly. Yeah. Now tell us about so, your show. Yeah, so the Medevac ah, Podcast. Yes. A new uh, edition of Free Range American. We're going to be sitting down with uh, previously wounded people um, or people on the rescue side, both military and civilian, discussing stories of injury, recovery, uh, and pretty much everything in between. I mean, we're talking from like military guys who have lost eyes or arms or legs into pararescue or like flight medics all the way into next week, we're going to have uh, a plastic surgeon on to talk about facial reconstruction. Yeah. And even this like- never gets old, by the way. Like, it, I mean, it, because, from when you, know. you, when you, yeah, when you guys start diving into like the ice rescues, yeah. Alaska, yeah. the Alaska PJs, yeah. we need to yes. go do a big yeah. special up there. Those yep. guys never um, stop. We, we yeah. have, we have got, a couple coming and down now. That's yeah. the thing too, is you get, you, you know, how many stories have you heard of amputees that are like, yeah, I was dismounted and mounted, you know, but every single story has a different, you know, layer to it. And that, that's what it is. When we, we put our heads together a couple months ago, you know, I, I being the injured guy and him being the rescuee or, you know, rescuer was, you know, how do we showcase all aspects of the story? Because, you know, what about the, you know, the medic or the surgeon who goes in and takes four limbs from somebody? And what is the post-traumatic stress that he's dealing with? Like, you know, is this a great quality of life that I'm giving this person or, or things like that? So you see the mental fatigue that they're facing as well. Oh, dude, like, I mean, I, mean, I, I remember my first trip, you know, on Victory, uh, volunteering at the, at the receive station. To run, to run litters and stuff like that. My first night, they get a guy in and 10 minutes into it, he dies yeah. right there. Yeah. And like seeing, 
the surgery team and everybody like kind of the ceremonial piece to it where they drape the flag and escort the gurney in the hallway. Like it was like, it's a very big ceremonial process. Even, even recovering like uh, Americans, there was an MC 12 crash. Uh, It's like a little King air aircraft, the surveillance out in Afghanistan. We had to do recovery for four Americans who had died in that crash four or five years ago, right? It was 2013. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we went out and did the recovery on that. And you, I mean, you got to scrape their, their yeah, bodies I, up and I put them in a body bag. Those, those dizzos and scissors yeah. and stuff that were all at Hurlburt. Yeah. Uh, they, they're like their, their whole conics and, and area of operation was literally right next to the tech. Yeah. yeah. So we, you know, every time you do that, we have flags ready. We drape them in the helicopter. It's always draped with the flag. We drop them off directly to their, their units. So they have their guys receiving them. It's a very, very involved process just to make sure that we show them like the most, the utmost respect that, you were that they deserve. That recovery? Yep. Dude, it was, it was shut that shit off. Like hearts so, and stuff or just like, yeah, I mean, compartmentalizing. And again, I was really young when I went on my first deployment and it was fucking crazy. We did over 125 missions. I mean, I picked up 39 people in one day. Uh, yeah. I mean, Jesus, there was man. a full complex fob attack. Missions, what is that? Three air medals? Uh, I've got, yeah, I've got like nine. Every 20? I think every 20. Yeah. It's oh, a yeah. lot. <laughs> I've got, I've got a couple. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to compartmentalize and it's something that I, it took me personally a long time to figure out that I was even having like stressors associated with it, that these things that I saw all the time were actually happening. And I associate it to not taking time to decompress and fully process what you're seeing when it's happening. Because in those, you know, environments like i see guys like dave who've just been blown up and we take them off the helicopter and 10 minutes later now i gotta go pick up two kids that are bleeding out right now and they might die so we're it's just it's constant just, you keep you keep just piling it on piling yeah. it on yeah. and yeah, it was like i was explaining this to somebody you know when i was deployed in 2007 with uh the white falcons and uh this guy ford got shot and killed and like they they bring him in they, well they, he was still alive as they brought him in he died in the aid station in the bottom of our cop mm-hmm. but it was like that evening we held the the, the memorial ceremony amongst the guys and then it was yeah. like back on a mission back to yeah. it and, like, that, <laughs> yeah. and that's the point of this too is is you you'd be surprised the lack of knowledge that you know the injured personnel have on the rescue that they were on you know mm-hmm. it's like they're like you know lights out once you hit the bird you know they keep you conscious but they give you so much drugs but like what is that process and you know so these guys don't know their story to a certain point and that's what we're doing is trying to oh, piece it together and you guys reuniting them with people that were on the rescue i think that's yeah. going to be yeah, an amazing cool. thing so yeah we're having yeah. special episodes where we're sitting down so in some instances, we've talked to a few people. They yeah. ha- they haven't even reconnected yet. So we're reconnecting them from one person who was on the mission, got rescued with someone who rescued yeah. them. And we're going to sit them down cool. talk to each other so they can talk about the entire story all the way through. Some of the guys know each other. So it's cool to see what kind of bonds they have and what they share. Yeah, I think you just call this the you don't have it that bad series, right? Stop complaining series. Too, is like you don't have it that bad or it could be worse is my like thing. Sure. And, yeah. and and the thing is, is like everybody's situation is unique. You know, everybody faces their own battles and and faces their own adversities. And what you do when you say it could be worse or something like that is you devalue yourself. So the the point of this is is to be like, let's just talk about it, make it lighthearted yeah. and and tell a good story to everybody to not only educate the rescuee and rescuer, but the civilians who have questions. Like, you know, I wanna I, I want people to ask the the hard questions like, you know, 
you know, what do you do with your leg when you shower? Stuff like that. Do you so take it off during sex? Yeah. Do I take it off during sex? I've heard Why that one before. I just get a really bad smell when you said that. You know, that's mm. the thing too. Is <laughs> they, you know, if they don't clean their prosthetic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're literally just talking stinky. to Jay about this because he's got like a whole like mold that he has to get into. Yeah. Whenever. I'm like, so when you like go to take a piss, like do you have to do anything? Do you have to like take that thing? I was like, no, but. Man, if I got to take a shit, man, I got to have prep time because this whole thing's got to come off. And <laughs> yeah. That dance is not a fun thing to do. Yeah, yeah. And questions like that, I mean, are a prime example That's of exactly the things. what we're trying to do. What we're know? trying to make it more real because people yeah. have questions. Well, I think it's an interesting point, too, because you look at, like, all of the guys that we know who have been wounded in a serious capacity physically, like, they all have such awesome perspectives on life. They all yeah. have this zeal where they're just, like, stoked to still be here. Yeah. And then you look at, like, our mundane problems of the first world. And I was like, man, we don't have it that bad at all. And hearing these guys' yeah. perspective is going to have intrinsic value. Yeah, I see what you mean. Everybody. Absolutely. Range. Yeah. 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 I, mean, yeah. I can't wait. I'm, I mean, I'm going to fucking watch this thing. It's going to be cool. It'll be cool. Badass people. It'll be cool. Yeah. We have some really cool if guests. Ish, local, you know, yeah. ish, there's a bunch ish, of Vegas. pilots that were on when he got injured that yeah. are local. Like you got a lot of, you got yeah, a lot I of mean, talent to pull yeah. from out here. There's the Center for General Goldfein. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. And I, you know, I did, you know, I've been with the Center for the Intrepid for the last 10 years. So I've built those relationships with these guys, you know, and seen how they grow and they progress and, you know, the mentalities, you know, the invisible and, uh, you know, physical wounds that they show is, oh you know, there's a lot of battle that they have to face, you know. Dave, when are we debuting this? Soon. Soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. Coming, coming soon in like a week or so. <laughs> you guys will figure it out. Medivac podcast airing on Wednesdays. Woo. Middle Under of the week. Free Range American. Free Range American. Thank free you guys for showing American. up. Dave and Christian. Hey, thanks Where for can having they find us. you on Instagram and stuff so they could start prepping? Yes, sir. Well, I'll be David Reed with three eyes at the end. That's where you can find me on Instagram. David Reed 3. David Reed 3. I'm jolly.christian. Feel free to reach out with... Questions, comments, concerns. Or you want to be a guest. If yeah. Or someone if, that is. If you yeah, were that in is, rescue or story, story, come yeah. our way. We yeah, please. would love to reconnect some people. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs>